0: Hi everyone, welcome to the EUPL podcast. We are here with the Finnish 2019 winner Pia Leino. Hi Pia, good morning. Good morning. Uh, How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Very, very well. It's very sunny in Brussels and uh, we're looking forward to another uh, EUPL week. How has everything been with the EUPL, with the press? I saw that there was also an event in the library in Helsinki, there was been a bit of press as well
1: yeah yeah and everything has been very very funny <laughs> and uh, I was talking in the in the bookstore uh, about mm-hmm. this price and and my book and um, everything has been fine and uh, people has been very enthusiastic about this price I think
0: yeah yeah well um, yeah here in Brussels as well I have a a number of Finnish colleagues and as the Council of the EU Presidency of Finland is coming up, everyone seems to be quite enthusiastic uh, about the Finnish winners, so I'm really looking forward to the second half of the year and everything that's uh, that's in, uh, in for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm waiting for that too. So, uh, as a start, um, just kind of to to get an introduction, how did you actually start writing and do you have a professional background in writing or is that kind of a side thing that you started?
1: Um,
0: I'm actually, I have been working as a journalist mm-hmm.
1: uh, almost 20 years in, in Finland and nowadays I'm uh, in Finnish news agency.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, so I have been writing a lot, but uh, I actually found uh, novels, uh, writing novels and and uh, fiction, maybe seven years ago, um, because I think that I have always dreamed about writing a book, but I was never, I didn't have any kind of topic to do. And uh, but something happened, happened when I was lying in the bed with my children and, and tried to put them in sleep. Seven years ago, and I started to think what kind of children's book I would ri- like to write. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually written a children's book. It was about elf who was living in the sea. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, but I think that uh, it wasn't a very good book. And uh, but it was, it was very important because I understood that how much fun it is to 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 write. And then I started to. Write Heaven, and um, it was very difficult, very, very ambitious project, I think. And it took many years to, to finish that. I I actually worked writing in, in Helsinki two years, and um, I published one book before at Heaven. It was Ugly Cashier, humorous book about young girl, uh, and... Um, and then, uh, when I figure out what kind of book heaven would be, it was so wonderful to to write it. It was, uh, uh, it is very important for me.
0: Mm-hmm. And, uh,
1: yeah, yeah. and as a, as a journalist,
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no. And as a journalist, you're writing about um, culture, or literature, or some other topics.
1: Yeah, I have uh, actually make news mostly about crimes and Mm -hmm. politics, uh, many years of those, and um, uh, also different kind of topics, it's very, there are, um, in Finnish news agency, it's almost, (laughs) I'm able to to follow different kind of topics Mm -hmm. of the society, but, um, and culture as well, and, it's very interesting.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's really connected with uh, the information I got from you when uh, we were uh, picking and selecting the authors, because there is this uh, file that the juries have to fill in, and the information, actually the first information that they provided about you, is that you're interested in how society works, and also popular culture, social media, and politics. And I yeah. feel like it's really connected with uh, your professional background, and your this. Really, you know high skills of observations um, that every uh, every journalist has to has to have um, where, do you think that this um, that your professional background nurtured this uh, these interests and that then you kind of implemented it in your book and also where do you see literature as a fire starter of uh, discussions in the society now and in the future?
1: yeah I think that my background is very good. Or, or novel writer, because uh, it's very important to understand society and how it, uh, it's, it is working. Um, I think that uh, um, um, uh, literature is very important uh, mm-hmm. in, in our society, and uh, but it might be that the, written books and and, uh, printed books will disappear but stories are important in the future too and uh, maybe someday we don't have that kind of uh, tv shows and and books as we have now but stories are so uh, important for people and so so powerful that they will stay on And uh, maybe there will be new kind of art forms and virtual realities Mm -hmm. where we can uh, enjoy different kind of um, entertainment. Uh, But still, we need storytellers and somebody who is making conclusions about the world.
0: Yeah, I really like this notion of, uh, you know, the need of storytellers. Because, I mean, in the last, I think... For 10, even more years, we've seen with journalism that journalism is, you know, before from printed journalism, as with social media and the internet, everything is just speeded up. So actually, now I feel that a, a news that I, if I wait for one day for the newspaper to go out, that uh, this news is actually old already, if it's to 24 hours um, old. And uh, I see it as well. literature, a lot of people buying ebooks and books appearing in uh, different kinds of forms. You know that in Japan, they have this um, SMS literature, so basically you subscribe and then you get like an SMS or um, an iMessage, doesn't matter, but you get you get it directly on your phone because the whole concept is that people don't really have uh, time to read. They don't really have time or even space in their life for um, actual books. So, when you read, it's actually kind of on transit, in the metro, in the train, or you hear it in your car, for example, you listen to it. Mm. And so, they basically developed this whole concept of how you actually get uh, literature piece by piece, like smaller pieces that are perfect to read on the metro, and then you get it directly um, delivered to yourself, to to you, to your SMS or your email. Or it's kind of like I I imagine this being as a newsletter literature, you know? Yeah. Like you kind of divide. Uh, a book or a piece of writing into smaller parts, and then you then you just deliver it directly to people. And I think it's a very interesting um, concept as well. It's kind of it it you know it's contradictory to this very romantic uh, feeling of just taking a book and spending a whole day reading the book. But I feel like it really is you know literature will also uh, have to keep up with with the world and with us uh, at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's true, and and I think it's a it's a little bit sad that people don't have time or or they can't concentrate anymore to, to long books. But but the world is changing, and I think that it's better than we have short stories yeah. <laughs> or, than than nothing. And um, uh, I think that there are minorities too who despise this kind of. Uh, uh, Quickly uh, changing life, and they want to concentrate. I, I think that books are still so beautiful items it, that it might be that they will uh, there will be, will be people who still want to to concentrate on on that kind of things and, and own own real books. But um, uh, it depends. Do we speak about? Uh, uh, near future or long run (laughs) because because everything will be so 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 different after maybe 50 years Mm -hmm. so it's very hard to imagine what kind of path we have but i am i'm always thinking that uh, it it's irrelevant to ask what kind of technology we have or what kind of Things technology can give us because it can give us everything what we want. It's very important to ask what what kind of creatures people are and what are the needs of them. And I think that entertainment and and good stories are one thing that we we really want to spend, and we are willing to pay for it
0: mm-hmm.
1: also in the future. So it's. Uh, when I'm telling stories and in in my book Heaven there is that virtual reality some kind of virtual paradise and um, I think it's it's best entertainment what people can have and it's very addictive because of that and uh, it's some kind of um, you know uh, uh, it's peace of mind. It's not a consumerist paradise. It's it's some kind of paradise, like it it's in in the Bible, uh, where people mm-hmm. don't desire anymore anything. They they are just living in that peace of mind and and yeah, um, that kind of reality.
0: Yeah, I um I also. And just, you know, you said so many interesting things about, you know, so, like, it's important to understand how society works uh, in order to, I mean, also kind of um, live in it, you know, in a way. And I don't know, do you know about um, the Birmingham School for, Center for Cultural Studies from the 60s? No, yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah. It's, um, I've, I studied literature and I really, I adored them. I did, um, I did a module on that. In Zagreb, at the University of Zagreb, uh, I was like with theory of literature and cultural theory, and uh, you know, in the sixties, it was a huge thing to write about rave culture or to write about colonialism, or something, and it was really groundbreaking. And um, I feel like now we're uh, we're kind of also I'm waiting for this time when we were actually when we will actually start to discuss um, virtuality. And the impact of virtuality on our reality uh, in a more kind of structured and serious way, and kind of freely start to think about the parameters of this whole new culture that we're developing. Mm. Because I was I was thinking about it during the weekend, how much I actually live in reality in a way, and uh, of course the impact of social media on uh, on our lives. And yeah, as you said in your book, um, virtual reality kind of overcomes the real world. And when your main character is involved in a game of virtual reality, where the old world lives on more vivid and beautiful than it ever really was. And it's a really, really um, interesting notion of making even the, you know, the, the memory of the real world, even more beautiful in virtuality, and also kind of keeps, up, keeps us kind of hooked on this uh, virtuality. And uh, it, we see this in popular culture as well on uh, Netflix, if you've watched the Black Mirror, maybe.
1: Yeah, Black Mirror is one yeah. of my web favorite yeah. episodes. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh,
1: I think that there are many interesting episodes uh, concerning virtual life. And uh, for example in the new season that yeah. one where a man is falling in love with a woman in the in virt- virtual world and that woman is actually his male friend. Yeah. And that kind of things might happen <laughs> in yeah. the future when reality and uh, and um, virtual life might merge somehow.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I uh, I was um, I'm uh, I've Black Mirror is something that I uh, kind of semi newly discovered to the, the disappointment of all of my friends. It's a, it's yeah. a, it's a new thing to me, but uh, yeah, I really, really love it because you know I was, I remember these shows from uh, MTV like Catfish and stuff like that, and uh, that were these shows that were actually, um, it was, it was a show basically about people getting catfished online. So they were uh, you know communicating with someone, and then this other person ended up not being the person that, that they were telling that they were. And uh, this is all kind of like pointing to this danger of social media and of virtuality and of, you know, how easy it is to monitor and manipulate your existence in the virtual world. But I feel like um, the stuff that Black Mirror is talking about and the stuff that your book is talking about, which, okay, um, I didn't read it because I don't read Finnish, but I'm hoping to read it one day either in uh, Croatian, English or Italian. Um, And it's, you know, it's a thing that, I really love this discussion being uh, being open about like really the role of virtuality uh, in our lives and how it's it is going to impact. I, I don't feel that we should be necessarily scared of something like that, but I think that it's definitely something that uh, that should be talked about. Um, the this I feel like this discourse is kind of getting formed in literature. Yeah. Um, where do you see your book in this context and which questions do you kind of want to raise or close or just um, which points do you want to point at?
1: Um, I think that I'm mostly interested in people and how they are behaving in, in social networks <laughs> and what kind of uh, change those technological development will will uh, Course in the in the individuals life and their relationships and I think that many science fiction writers are interested in, interested in technology and how it changes. Uh, but for me the human being is the is the main main thing and when I'm writing books I try to describe um, humans very uh, how would i say uh, i want to be very near humans uh, s- senses and uh, and their thoughts um and for me i want to understand what how society is working and uh, i also i think that my science fiction is quite quite down to earth mm-hmm. i don't describe uh, spaceships or yeah. new kind of worlds uh, so specific, uh, instead of that, I, I really try to take some phenomena of nowadays world and um, aggravate them and see what happens. And I think it's somehow same thing as in in Black Mirror. They are, they are doing the same thing <laughs> in the TV yeah. show and... Um, my heaven is is the first book where I try to do this kind of thing, and then I will publish my next book next spring, and it's it's not continuing the heaven story, but it happens mm-hmm. in the same city and the same time, time in 2050s, and um, it's telling all different uh, story about future. And different ha- things that has happened, but I think that they are possible as well, <laughs> because yeah. we can't predict future for sure. Right? There is a, so there are so many possibilities
0: what might happen. Yeah, yeah. I um, I, I have to say I'm really um, impressed by the by the perspective kind of that you taking like people, uh, which for a how do they behave in social networks. But also that is everything is around the person, around humans, because, you know, technology is just getting more perfect and perfect. And we're actually, you know, staying the same. We're still made out of blood and flesh. We're still quite, you know, full of flaws. I mean, of course, everything would be easier if I was, you know, seven of nine from Star Trek or Data, but I'm not, I'm mm. Anya, you know, I'm still, uh, still still myself. So, yeah, I'm uh, yeah really, really impressed by by this perspective. And also, uh, of course, I actually had a um, a another friend from Finland talking to me about how she was, uh, and she's also a journalist. She was um, telling to me about how she often uh, thinks of, you know, she's encouraging people to in communications to you know to use social media, but she's also saying like, okay, great, but also um, it's it's a great way to have communication channels it's basically your own communication channels and as you know information is being we can you know we can talk about information or fake news that's you know a whole other subject but we can you know kind of say that information has been kind of uh, democratized in a way so information is getting to more and more people i mean it in this kind of way and this is due to internet and social media and kind of you know news fly fast today but it's also interesting how people this kind of gives you um an opportunity to create your own audience so everyone is kind of performing for their own audience on social media and it's a very interesting concept to think about how that makes us behave and how do we behave on social media how do we behave outside of social media and also I see people adapting themselves to social media as well because, of course, you know, Facebook is quite different to Instagram. And we can see that Instagram has been uh, the social media that actually caused a lot of depressions. It's it's a, it's allegedly the most depre- the, depressive one because you kind of watch these p- photos of, you know, perfect people on, I don't know, Mykonos while you're in the office. And then you're, yeah. it's uh it's, it starts, um, apparently it starts to kind of be a bit, difficult to handle
1: yeah yeah and i think that we have so much information nowadays so it's more and more important to understand what is important and what is not and uh, and for example in social media uh, stay out of that place if, yeah. if it's not good for you because yeah. the, there are so many people who are, easily get addicted to mm. some places and some some um, for example Facebook and I think that in the future those people who really want to the success they have to be able to control their minds and and to, to choose what they will get in to their mm-hmm. reality uh, and somehow you have to just uh, deny some messages from your reality yes. uh, because everybody is trying to, to say you something and affect you and maybe sell something to you or yeah. use you in, in some purposes and it's very easy to go on the flow in those kind of words worlds and uh, and in social media so you can spend all your life with nothing and uh, it's a little bit scary, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It certainly, it certainly does uh, kind of make you think that uh, you can actually create this whole life in reality, while the uh, in virtuality, sorry, or in social media, and then in reality you can be something completely else, or you can feel even completely um, differently because this virtuality is giving you something um, that the reality maybe didn't, or cannot, or failed to give. So yeah, it's uh, yeah really, really uh, really interesting uh, question. And yeah, it is it is a bit scary, but I, I still have my hopes up that we will we will kind of <laughs> manage to cope with all of this that the the technology is kind of putting into into our face.
1: Yeah, I think that, that you well know Harari has been writing about new technologies very interesting way. Mm-hmm. When he when he says that someday algorithms might know us better than we know ourselves, and in in that day it might be that we will let algorithms choose how we are living, in yeah. this uh, in this world and what we are watching, and what what even spouses what what
0: mm-hmm.
1: we will choose, or or living our place to live or whatever, uh, so. I don't know what will happen, but I know that we have to be sure that we we understand that this is a huge change. And, and we have to even try to control our own minds with technology, because if we don't understand how it's affecting to us, it might do whatever it, it wants. Yeah, yeah. To our minds
0: and yeah uh-huh. yeah i completely agree with that one yeah well uh well i i hope to see what the future will bring for us honestly uh-huh. <laughs> well thank you very much for this interview uh just to repeat once again this was pia Lena, the finnish 2019 uh eupl winner says thank you very much and uh, i hope to host you uh sometime soon to talk about your next book that's coming out
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> I will hope that too. Yeah. And thank you very much. Yes
0: thank you. Have a
1: great day. Have a great day. Bye bye.